Welcome to the Brave Bird Club podcast. My name is Sarah Oakley. And my name is Lucy Burgess. This show is all about courage, hope, pants and pants. So pull up your Brave Bird pants and let's get talking. Hello. Morning. Good morning. Morning for us. We don't know what time it is for other people. No. No. Could be any time in Malaysia. It could be. How are you, our Malaysian listener? I'm still convinced it's one of our mates that's gone on holiday and just listening to it on the beach or something. Do you know what? I haven't checked because we should see whether the numbers keep going up with the listeners in Malaysia. We might get yes. like, we might gain immense popularity in Malaysia. Like Sean Ward did. Well, Shane Ward, isn't it? That guy. He was on, he was on telly for a bit. And everyone thought he was just this like, mm-hmm. sort of just X Factor guy who didn't get anywhere. But he's like huge in Japan. <laughs> like massive in <laughs> Japan. <laughs> That's what we're going to end up like. We'll have a plane arrive and there'll be all these crowds with banners in Malaysia. Love it. I want that. (laughs) Yeah. We're only, let's see if we can work this out, 999,000. No, even, no. You need a child to help. I do. I need to call Sunny. 998,000. 402 or something to go and then we've got a million subscribers is she right listeners you've all got to you've all got to send us a comment on on instagram or facebook if sarah got that right (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even anyway we're gonna hit that next week you know it'll be fine um Mm. no thank you for listening we appreciate you and it's just amazing anyone's listening at all to be honest uh right today today we were we were a bit like what do we talk about and then I was like I've got a good topic because my friend Vicky and I often chat Vicky's husband has ME and my husband have ME and it's a really cruel illness and I suppose it's kind of tainted me slightly anyway we make this joke that before I started Brave Bird Club we used to say that I should start a podcast called Life is Shit (laughs) because Life just can be quite hard sometimes. So I was like, oh, I've always, that's always made me laugh. Whenever we speak to each other and things are a bit hard, I'm always like, I told you so, life is shit and we have a giggle. So we thought the topic for this podcast is life is shit. Life is shit. Yeah. I think it is for everyone though, isn't it? I used to be under the illusion that... Um, everyone else's life was far better than mine I used to look at people in the street and watch them and think god I bet you're really 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 unbelievably happy all the time and it just isn't true it doesn't matter what class you are what age you are whatever else is happening there is normally at some point someone flinging shit at you and you've got to duck it It is so true. And I think we've hit that age now. And our friendship groups are great at saying how they actually are, right? That's the people we tend to hang around with. And pretty much everyone 
has got some shit going on in their life at the moment that just makes it not that fairy tale that you first thought, right? Yeah. I think that's really interesting what you say about what class you are, because sometimes when you can look on social media and see people dress well in expensive places, buying nice things, but like we went to a really fancy hotel at the weekend when it's my birthday, and we're sat at breakfast <laughs> and surrounded by, you know, you can sort of tell quite wealthy people, whatever. And, oh, what was that noise? Uh, the dog chasing the cat. I'm surviving. Cat's a bit pissed off, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of rich, miserable people. Richness does not buy you happiness at all. Oh, my God. When I used to go to the concerts with Joe. Um, and we'd be in like the VIP areas and you would look down and people in the general crowd were often having more fun. Mm. I can believe it. Because people in the VIP areas would tend to sit down more and like moan that their drink wasn't quite cold enough or whatever. (laughs) I think you can start setting your expectations higher because happiness is all about expectations, isn't it? Really? It's if we start demanding too much of our life, then that can make us feel a bit more miserable. And I think the richer you are, sometimes you can place more demands on what you need. Absolutely. I've um, working with horses. I've I've come across a lot of very wealthy people, um, and one of them in particular. I, I mean, I'm not saying that, that that's a good or a bad thing. I, I don't think it's either. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, on the on the outside, one lady in particular looked like she had everything, absolutely everything. But every so often, she would have a new huge diamond or her face would look a bit tighter or her boobs. I mean, she was quite elderly. So, you know, when your tits are up here, you know, something's going on. And she's, you know, she'd go away for six weeks and come back with a different thing done or a beautiful something. Um, mm. And it turned out that it, this happened every time she found out about an affair. Oh, that's so sad. You know? So it really, really, really does. You've really got to look a little bit deeper before you start saying your life is perfect, your life is this, that and the other. Because, oh God, I wouldn't want to be her. I really wouldn't want no. to be her. That was awful. As you get older and you, uh, your skin still looks fresh for whatever surgery you've had and your outfits are nice, some other women might sit around a table and compare themselves to that and aspire to that. But then behind the closed curtains that you knew about there's there's not the happiness there deeply dysfunctional miserable people and they can be wherever you want (laughs) there are a couple of things which can make life a bit shit that i've noticed (laughs) (laughs) grief is obviously one lack of health I think it's really difficult and a lot of people are going through that. I've been through it personally watching my husband with all his health battles and my son, you've experienced that as well. And it just makes you think how much health is important and how it does make things harder if you haven't got it. I think think it's also quite easy to self-sabotage when you're in that place, isn't it? Like when you're feeling um, physically quite ill... It's quite easy just to say, oh, sod it. I'll, I'll drink a bit more because I'm, I'm not feeling great or I'm miserable or I'll smoke a bit more or um, I'll just eat a bit more crap because 
I want it to cheer me up. And in the long run, you're just making yourself feel worse. So you've really, you've got to maintain a certain level of sort of discipline with yourself. I'm rubbish at it. Absolutely rubbish at it. Incapable. As soon as I feel rubbish, I, I just instantly go for self-sabotage. And I don't know why. I know I'm doing it. I know I am doing it. But there's something which, which I find very difficult to stop. You know what I mean? It's, it's just always been my my go-to. I suppose it's quite hard to stop something like that. Yeah. When you get an instant sort of relief. Because you've had quite a lot of life challenges thrown at you, that makes it harder. Why particularly I was interested to do this episode today is I think there's a lot of um, kind of positive preaching, but it kind of misses the essence of who we are as humans. And I think what can happen is if you listen to a lot of sort of gurus or a little talks within the self-help field, they kind of imply that all you need to do is to think more positive and you're going to make your way out. However, I'd argue that actually... I think it's really important we take a more compassionate view. And I think if you have more crap going on in your life and things are more difficult for you, they're more difficult for you and you're not failing for not being able to think yourself out of it. You need support, you need love, you need community. You don't need to think you're failing because you're not achieving more or are more positive. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, I had that totally. When I first, when Joe first started getting ill, because I've been to all these different talks, I felt like I should have been able to cope with it better. And I thought I was failing as a mother because my son was also ill. I thought I was failing as a wife because I wasn't handling it better. Mm. And that is what's really sad. And that's why I think it's important when we can come out and go, do you know what? Things are actually really tough at times. It frees people up from that societal pressure Mm. to be handling. It's like that stiff upper lip as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Where you need to handle things gracefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Just, just like a swan. For me, I think I tend to brush it off, like everything's fine. Whereas if I actually sit in a bit of sadness and a bit of wallowing, I come out of it quite quickly. But if I you don't do sit it. in it, I get more angry and ragey. You do need it. I'm quite good at saying, I'm going to be miserable today. <laughs> this is my day that I'm going to focus on being miserable and tomorrow I'll be okay. So that's, you know, I had a horrific week last week. And... um so Saturday, I was like, today is my day. I'm just going to sit here and just acknowledge that I feel shit. And then yesterday, I felt better. And today, I feel better again. Um, so, yeah, perhaps you're right. Yeah, I think I could learn a lot from that. I went out of my way to be miserable on Saturday. <laughs> I cleaned the house on Friday so I could at least be miserable in tidiness. <laughs> I didn't do the shopping. We had the weirdest dinner you'd ever had. <laughs> it was just everything frozen out of the freezer. You know, it was just you can have whatever's in the freezer. Half a fish finger. <laughs> Some frozen cauliflower that no one eats. <laughs> and you know what? None of us died. We were all all right. You did have a horrendous week and you, oh my God, I think you should have like a, you should plan a whole week to be miserable to get over that. Don't worry, something else will happen this week that I could <laughs> Something else will happen this week and then I'll be able to be miserable next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've never heard that before as a self-help comment. 
plan a day to be miserable. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. That's why I think this is really important to talk about. And actually a post I wanted to read out that I saw that really was really interesting. So it's on Instagram uh, by this lady called Claire Doyle, right? She put a picture up of her face and she looks really sad in it. And she says, hi, loves. I know we're still breathing, but we're all dead inside, right? And it, it got loads and loads of attention. And my first reaction was, oh, don't know if I wanted to see that today. And then I was like, that's pretty deep, right? Because that captures a way that all of us feel at some stages in our life. And it was really powerful. And she's not always like that. She's quite an uplifting, uplifting person. But um, I, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I've certainly had that. You, where you just feel like you're in your own... It is. It's like the lights have gone off. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and Absolutely. it's completely normal. Rather than, come on, snap out of it, love. <laughs> You'll be yeah. all right. It was an acknowledgement like, oh, I get, I get what you're saying. And also it's quite a juxtaposition for me that I, I don't feel like that at all at the moment. Well, how so do you if anyone feel who does feel like that right now, it does change. Oh, absolutely. I. How am I? I constantly have this thing where if someone asks, do you have this as well? If someone says, how are you? And you actually sit and think about it. And it's someone who you really love who asks it. It's like, it's, I feel really emotional. It's a really fucking big question, isn't it? <laughs> Mm. yeah like when you asked me that I was thinking why am I so emotional about saying how I am and I'm I'm good I'm okay but I'm also like where do you even start with how are you three little words bigger than I love you aren't they (laughs) they're bigger than I love you because it's harder to answer the question how are you than it is to say I love you back to somebody (sighs) that's how big a question it is Mm. So, yeah, I suppose a part of me is wounded and that's where the tears come from. But I'm okay. Can I ask it back to you? Because I don't know where I I can't quite connect with it. I don't know. Um, How am I? Um, So today I am okay. I was not so good yesterday and the day before I was really bad. So tomorrow I will feel a little better again all things considered, but I do have a little sort of tennis ball size lump that sits just under my diaphragm that is making me feel anxious. It's a, It feels physical, you know? It feels like I can touch it. And um, it's sitting there and it's going up. It's going up through my chest and sitting just just in my throat. And I'm pushing it down the entire time because I can't function with it there. And it's not always easy. I've always felt of my anxiety like a feeling, like something something I can see. I used to sneak out as soon as he was asleep and go in the spare room because I couldn't sleep next to him. And I used to lie there and I used to imagine this ball being pulled out like a string. 
And that's how I would manage to fall asleep because I would unravel by this thing going, I'd imagine it going through the ceiling, through the roof, up to the sky, and it was unravelling this tightly wound ball. I used to lie there for about half an hour um, just just visualising, pulling this ball of string out of my stomach, and then I'd be able to fall asleep, by which point I woke up and it was back again. But that's the only way I could kind of remove it, remove that very physical feeling. It's your coping technique, wasn't it, at the time? And it was a really good one. Do you think? Mm, I used to it do meditations, work. like develop meditations. And it, it, that's one you've come up with yourself. That's really powerful. Yeah, because I can totally relate to that. You're like, today I'm okay. Yesterday I was this. I think that's completely the same with me. Like I've just had the most amazing couple of days away with my husband in a hotel. However, in the middle of it, his health got really bad and it was like we want to do these things together but life can be cruel and he's really ill and we couldn't parts of it we couldn't do what we want to do together and seeing someone you love and I suppose I have a double whammy because my son too trapped with health health issues that really can't let him be who he wants to be Mm. and it's just oh my god it just breaks me And it's always there. I suppose it's a sadness, but people are, all of us are sad about something, right? I'm sure that everyone here is just really, really sad about something in my life. And that's what it is for me. So it's always there. And it comes out, sometimes it comes out in strange places. Like I, whenever I go for a meeting at the school, I cry because whilst we're at home and my son's here, it's kind of, we created our own bubble. However, if I go into school and I meet with the teachers and I compare our life to what other kids his age have, then I just lose it, and I just uh, it's yeah. They must think I'm a right weeper. And I see you coming down the coming down the drive, like oh, shit. Get your Kleenex out. Here she comes. <laughs> yeah. We're in a waterworks <laughs> kicking off again. <laughs> and then I had one really bad one where actually it was really sweet. It's before we started this when I really lost it because they said something and it just let it all out. And then the head teacher gave me a cuddle and in Spanish she was like, I think you're really brave. And I was like, oh, even though I was like snotting everywhere, I think you're really brave. And that message, you know, when sometimes in your life you hear things and they go quite deep because yes. I felt so vulnerable then. I think it's also like when I gave birth, I remember I have Fran there my friend, because Joe was really ill at the time, so I wanted to make sure I had someone there. And I remember her and the two midwives. And just before Georgie was born, I remember going, I can't do it, because it was so painful, whatever. And there are three voices going, yes, you can. Mm. And uh, it's weird, the different messages, when they hit you in that vulnerable stage, they mm. sort of stick for longer. Uh, and it was just an amazing moment. I remember when I had Zaki. Uh, this beautiful, massive woman. She had the most incredibly huge breasts. She was wonderful. She came in, she gave me um, a bed bath because I'd had, uh, it was a horrible birth and I couldn't move. So anyway, it's all boring. Anyway, and she popped me in my wheelchair, gave me Zaki, wheeled me into the lift to take me down to the ward and said, he has beautiful eyelashes. He will always have beautiful eyes. And that's all she said in the entire time that we were in that lift. And I, she probably says it to everyone. <laughs> but it just got me. I thought, oh, and now every time I look at him, and he has got beautiful eyelashes, 
every time I look at him, I can just hear this wonderful woman with the incredible breasts saying he has beautiful eyelashes and he will always have beautiful eyes. <laughs> God knows what anyone else said that day because that's that the only thing so I can remember. He has. He has. I don't think that she just said it to you. I think she has it in her that she just spots things and mentions them as she sees them. Mm. And what is it about a big, breasty cuddle? Oh, because I worry when I'm a granny and I cuddle, I'm going to be a bit bony. Are you going to be I'm a, not going to like embrace? A cheese grater. I am sure to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's great because you get the, give the you know those cuddles where you're like big, oh, squishy it's all cushiony. Ones. It's like if I hug another sort of skinny person. I don't know if you call me skinny or whatever, but like another bony person, you you like sparks <laughs> go bit bones a bit. <laughs> I can't say I have that problem. (laughs) Funny. I do like a good squeeze. I do like a good squeeze. I've got certain friends who I know who I go to are going to give the best squishes. Yes. And they actually, they do have good boobs. Definitely. I have to mention, actually, I'm going to mention Mouse in here. Mouse is quite tall and she has incredible breasts. So every time I go to cuddle her, I literally... Oh. <laughs> Fran gives good cuddles as well. Oh, yes. Fran gives really good cuddles. Yeah. Yeah. It's big boobs. Mm. Gorgeous, yeah. Fran. She is beautiful. <sighs> have, we covered, have we covered life as shit? Quite probably. We should do a life is good one. Okay, okay, to end, three things that are positive. Go. Think, okay, three things that are good. Uh, My family, the sunshine. um... Okay, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to do loads now. Okay. My friends, this podcast, my house, the beach, my dog, uh, this sofa, um, cups of tea, oh, toast and peanut butter, yes. sandwiches dipped in tea, uh, or I love the wines out here. Mm. What else is good in my life? Um, ketchup. When people smile at you when you're walking along, ketchup's a winner. Absolutely. <laughs> pink skies, pink skies. Someone sent me a picture of a pink sky and they're like, oh, it reminded us of the Braver picture. And I was like, oh, I love that. That was from my friend Claire. Pink skies, what else? The wind in your face. Your when pretty you sparkly ring that I can see doing pretty uh, sparkly things. Yeah, yeah. I got my nails done. Yeah, That's great. What else? My my eyebrows. I sort of put a bit of color on my eyebrows. I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. Um, just so many things are good. Okay, the school. My kids' school. I love yeah. the school. The teachers. Georgie's teacher. One of the best people I've met. Like gorgeous teacher. What else? Oh, I love This Is Us. Have you ever watched that? I love no. This Is Us on the TV. Oh, I love that show about the dogs that get adopted from the <laughs> rescue centre. Oh, I love that. I you always end up crying. What else is good? <laughs> oh. Yes, that's it. Okay, your turn. Go on, I went way past three. I okay. got on a roll. Okay, okay. Uh, buds on trees. Um, yes, the sunsets are amazing at this time of year so I agree yellow and pink skies um I'm seeing a friend this afternoon to do my nails um 
I had daffies up. They're dead now and I can't quite bring them down, but I'm really excited about being able to have daffies up. Um, what's good? What's good? What's good? Daughter comes back this afternoon. Alan. Alan's yes. good. Alan's good. Alan's amazing. I have a wonderful partner who I could not ask for better. Um, Zaki did really well at rugby yesterday. Uh, I managed to put my foot through my knickers this morning without making a massive meal of it. So my leg is starting to feel a little bit better. Um, uh... No, that's it. I'm done, I think, for now. My mum and dad are amazing and my aunt is lovely and my sister texted me this week saying I hope you're all right which again is lovely. Uh, so friends, family, support. I got that from my birthday when people got in touch. I got lovely messages. Really nice one from my brother and his wife and the kids all in bed like going happy birthday jumping on each other. Adorable. Love that stuff. Okay so there's lots of good. Mm. There you I've go. Got we'll an itchy <laughs> Any more to add? That's great. Let's add it to the list. I just, you, know you, get, you know when you get like a really internal itch that makes your eye go... <laughs> I just, you know I get that because I make that strange noise. Is that, what, is that why you're doing it? Yeah, it's when the itch is really deep in the ear to the, in the, the back of the throat. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Oh my God, I wish people who are listening to this could... CS. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to add. Sonny is going to set us up our YouTube channel. Oh, my God. So he said he'll do us thumbnails and he'll do everything for us. Yeah. And he said, yeah, so I've just got to go through all the videos and give them to him. And then so these, these videos have gone on YouTube. How cool oh, is that? Oh, great. Yeah, bless him. So that's good as well. Is it? I'm not convinced. Have you seen my face? <laughs> no. Why do you think I put naked pics up all the time? It just diverts them away from my face. We'll do shorts. We don't have to do the full interview. Just if we say anything interesting, uh-uh. we'll have to scrape the barrel on that. But I'm sure we'll find something. <laughs> all right. Bye. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Cheerio. Thank you so much for joining us today. To show us some support and help us reach more people, please leave us a review. And why not recommend us to a friend? And remember, the conversation does not end here. We're excited to get to know you and for you to mix and find inspiration within our Brave Bird community. Find us below by clicking on the links to our socials. Thanks again for listening, guys. And don't forget, wherever you go, always wear your Brave Bird knickers.